Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. The captain lost his hand to a ferocious crocodile, but it's okay because he I did Captain now. petrified the crocodile and put it in a statue with yep. a clock in yep. the middle of in town. town Square. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is. It's a spoiler to two different movies, which I find quite interesting. And it's quite appropriate as well because this week we're talking about Disney's Cruella. That's right. And if you haven't listened to one of our shows before, Matty D, would you be so kind as to explain the premise of our show to any potential first-time listeners? My dear friend and co-host, Kieran, it would be my absolute pleasure. So here at Potential Spoilers, what we do is we watch a trailer to a movie that's coming out and then we sit here and we try to come up with as much of the plot as humanly possible. Kieran will have his ideas, I'll have my ideas. Yep. And then when the movie comes out, we're going to revisit it, we're going to watch it, and we're going to see who actually got further or who got closer to what the movie was actually about. I think you're right in your first instance there. Who was further from the truth is generally <laughs> what we actually explore when it comes to doing our actual spoilers episodes. So let's talk about Disney's Cruella. So this upcoming movie is being directed by Craig Gillespie, and if that name sounds familiar at all, it should because he was the guy who directed I, Tonya, one of my favourite favourite movie of yours. Wow, so that automatically puts Cruella in the good books, in my opinion, because, you know, if he can do the same thing for Cruella as he did for Tonya Harding, I'm going to be super pumped. I get a vibe from I, Tonya from this trailer, actually. And don't they have... Yeah, a little bit. And don't they have one of the actors from I, Tonya in this cast? Yes, they certainly do, but we'll talk about him in a sec. But of course, the movie is about the character Cruella DeVille, and Cruella DeVille is the villain from 101 Dalmatians, which was a Disney animation which came out in 1961 and was based on a book from 1951 by Dodie Smith. Have you read the book at all, Matty D? No, I have not. Did you even know it was a book at all? Yes, I did. You did? There you go. You've obviously done your research. Did a little bit of research, Kieran. We'll talk about our histories in a sec. But of course, there was two other live-action 101 Dalmatians movies. Of course. There was, of course, the 101 Dalmatians movie, which came out in 1996, and its sequel, 102 Dalmatians, which came out a couple of years later in 2002. Now, what is your history with 101 Dalmatians and specifically the character of Cruella Deville, Matty D? This was a favourite movie of mine when I was a child. Which one? The original, the animated 101 Dalmatians. Oh, the 1961 version. Yes, yes. And Cruella Deville was one of my favourite characters. I always loved the bad guys in a Disney movie and she was was awesome. She was first class. She was first class. I loved her. I actually told my dad one day, um, when I grew up- Where's this guy? When when I grew up, uh, I was like, when I grow up, can I like- perform as Cruella DeVille and he was like no <laughs> wow but you know we're 2021 now so anything's possible but yeah, yeah. and that's why you're Cruella DeVille now <laughs> that's why I'm dressed as Cruella DeVille so yeah I loved her I love the scene where she goes crazy and drives that yeah, her beast of a berserk. car yes loved it loved that movie it was on repeat when I was about four to five years old absolutely loved it had a book about 101 Dalmatians in quotation marks read the book by which I mean I looked at the pictures yeah loved it went and saw the Movie adaptation with Glenn the 1996 Close. one, yep. Thought that was good. Saw it in cinemas. Had a, had a great time. Watched the sequel. At the time, I was like, this is good, but this is kind of weird. I think Big Ben, like... Yeah, it triggered her. it triggered Cruella back into her normal self. So she she went through psychotherapy. Yeah. So she was like a regular person, and then Big Ben triggers her, and she literally transforms into Cruella Deville in one of the most terrifying scenes in Disney history. Yeah, I, I kind of I remember watching that movie and feeling sorry for her because everyone's like, "Oh, people like Cruella Deville don't change," but it's like she did change. Yeah, and she can change again. And why she changed back? Why is everyone being such a jerk? So. Huge, huge childhood favourite film of mine Huge childhood favourite character of mine Yeah 
Was she one of your favourite Disney villains? I think she's got to be one of the best Disney villains. Yeah. Yes. I definitely say so. Apparently she's in the top five or something. Really? They have like a ranking of them and she's actually one of the top villains of all time. Wow. Some In some list. But yes, enjoyed it. Have you noticed that a lot of Disney villains are women? I guess that's because a lot of Disney heroes are women as well. I've not noticed that because when I think about Disney villains, I'm thinking about Captain Hook. Right. Jafar. Jafar. But I'm thinking Scar. like classically, I'm, I'm thinking about the witch from uh, Snow White. Sure. I'm thinking about the witch from Cinderella. Yep. I'm thinking about Octopus Deville. Thinking about, what was her name? Uh, Ursula. Ursula. From The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I guess so. Thinking about Frozen with Elsa. Elsa's not a bad guy. <laughs> she is in my books. <laughs> She's anyway, a Disney villain. My history with 101 Dalmatians is very similar to yours. I love that original 1961 movie as much as you did, I'm sure. Maybe even more so. It's a competition now. <laughs> and as well, I also saw both the live-action movies in the cinemas. I saw the 1996 one in cinemas. I remember that vividly. And even vividly, even more vividly, I remember going and seeing the... I said it was 2002, but I believe it was actually 2000. I think it actually came oh. out in 2000, the sequel. Right about Yeah, that. I'm going to say it was 2000 and not 2002. I remember that sequel really vividly, even more so than the original movie, because I just found it terrifying. I found that movie absolutely terrifying. And let me count the ways. First of all, there was that bit that we- It was a bad movie. It it wasn't a great movie, but it it certainly did a good job of scaring the shit out of me as a kid. But there was that scene where we already mentioned where Big Ben chimes and like her fingernails grow out and her shoulders actually grow like (laughs) spikes and her hair goes wild. Yeah. Remember that? She had like regular colored hair and then it becomes like black and white in the street. Also, I think we need to say Glenn Close as Cruella DeVille was amazing. Yes. She was great. And again, hopefully enough, this is another positive in my books. This movie is actually being produced by Glenn Close. Yeah. So okay. she's actually masterminding the whole project, basically. So what else scared you? Sorry, I, I took There was over a there. scene in the movie, I don't know if you remember it at all. There's a scene in the movie after Cruella first transforms where she invites around the lead character. I don't remember what the lead character's name. It wasn't like the... It was, or no, it wasn't the characters from the first movie at all. It was a new lead character and she had a white Dalmatian. She had like a, an all-white Dalmatian called Opal or Oddball. Sorry, it was called Oddball. And she invites her around for dinner. So Cruella invites this woman and a whole bunch of other people with dogs around for dinner. And I swear to God, I swear to God, she serves them like roast dog for as a meal. And that like really disturbed because the dogs like jump on the table and start fighting each other to eat up like the roast dog. And I'm like, oh, they're cannibals. Thinking about it now, it may not have actually been dog that they were serving, but it was literally meat in the shape of dogs. Oh, okay. So childhood Kieran just presumed that she'd like roasted up dogs and was feeding it to them. But that is Cruella's that's, MO. That's so sinister. Yeah. She'd totally do that. So I found the movie so disturbing and I'm like, I was just frightened from start to finish. And there's a scene at the end where she gets baked into a cake. She you gets baked that? into a yeah. cake? The final fight is in a cake factory and they actually put her into like the machine that makes the cakes. And she gets, like, put into the oven and everything, and she comes out as a cake at the end of the movie. I don't remember that at all. Wow. You probably don't remember that movie as well as I do. I think there might be some trauma that is blocking me from remembering that movie. And in the 1996 version as well, if you remember, she just ends up falling into molasses. Yeah, that's right. And then, like, ends up all sticky. But that was, that was the way in the 90s, yes. right? Y- your, yeah. Your bad guy needed to be uh, falling into some Home Alone-style trap. It was like Mrs. Tweedy in the end of Chicken Run. Because remember, she gets put through the pie machine. Yes. Yeah, and then it blows up. And then Mr. Tweedy kills her by pushing a door on her. <laughs> but anyway, we're not here to talk about uh, Chicken Run. We're here talking about Cruella DeVille. Now, also, I remember watching the 101 Dalmatians animated series. Do you remember that show? I did. I did remember that There was that three different cartoon Dalmatians. I think one was called Lucky. 
There was like two boys. There was like Lucky. Then there was the fat one. I can't remember his name. Chunky or something like, like that. Porky or something. And then there was the girl one. And they were the three heroes and they'd get into adventures and they lived with all the other 101 nameless Dalmatians. <laughs> so let's talk about Cruella though. So what do we know about this movie so far? So, so far there's two trailers to this movie, I believe. Yep. So uh, we've got an official teaser and an official trailer. We know Emma Stone is playing Cruella DeVille herself. And you mean Academy Award winner Emma Stone. Mm, that's right. It's kind of an origin story from what we can see. Yep. It's about Cruella DeVille being young, trying to get into the fashion industry, coming up against other personalities and sort of rising up and building her own empire. Yeah, and becoming a villain. And becoming so a, a villain origin story. And it's set in the 1970s. Yeah, that's right. Around the time of punk, like the punk anarchy era, I guess. Yeah, the is punk what rock revolution. Yeah, which technically happened in the late 60s, but you know, it might be the early 70s. I'm going to presume it's the maybe, early 70s. Maybe. Which I found odd because the original movie was in the 50s. That's correct. And the movie itself, the actual cartoon came out in the 60s. Yeah, that's right. And they're right. setting this in the 70s. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think it's a prequel to the cartoon, Matty D. I think no. it's a prequel to the live action movie, which came out in the nineties. So it kind of makes sense that Cruella would be who she is in the nineties. So okay. she would grow up to be Glenn Close right. in that movie. Except Anita's changed a lot. I've got to say, <laughs> she certainly changed appearance and race over the years. <laughs> so that doesn't quite gel. So I think it's very loosely related to the nineteen sixty one cartoon and the nineteen ninety six movie. Sorry, is Anita cast in this movie? Yes, she's in the movie. I did not know she's that. She's a prominent character in the movie too. Oh, jeez. Whoops. You, you've seen her. You've, she's in the trailer. Is she? Yeah, she is in the trailer, but you probably just didn't recognise her as Anita. Maybe. Well, I don't think I saw her in the cast list. She's in the cast list. Well, there you go. I thought this was like a brand new series. I didn't know if it was attached to the original movies. It, it might not be. It might be. I guess we'll, we'll see in time. Yeah, I don't think it is. As I just said, I don't think it is. I think it's only very loosely related to that, you know, live action movie. Because I don't think kids are watching those movies these days. They want new stuff. They do. They want their Frozens. They want their new live action Lion King. They're not going back and watching the original, you know, 1992 garbage <laughs> Lion King or whenever that came out. But I do actually have the official description from Disney here. I went to the official website and found their uh, description for the movie. Again, strap yourself in, Matty D, because it's another novel of a description. But as we know, these always really help us out because this gives us insights to the movie that other places usually don't. Academy Award winner Emma Stone stars in Disney's Cruella, an all-new live-action feature film about the rebellious early days of one of cinema's most notorious and notoriously fashionable <laughs> villains, the legendary Cruella de Vil. Cruella, which is set in 1970s London amidst the punk rock revolution, follows a young grifter named Cruella de Vil. I didn't realise she was a grifter. I'm going to have to work that into my plot. A clever and creative girl determined to make a name for herself with her designs. She befriends a pair of young thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief, and together they're able to build a life for themselves on the London streets. One day, Estella's flair... I don't think they've said that her name is Estella until this point. One day, Estella's flair for fashion catches the eye of Baroness von Hellman, a fashion legend who is devastatingly chic and terrifyingly haut, played by two-time Oscar winner Emma Thompson, another Emma. But their relationship sets in motion a course of events and revelations that will cause Estella to embrace her wicked side and become the raucous, fashionable, and revenge-bent Cruella. And that was taken from the official Disney website. Does that give Very you a lot nice. of insights, Matty D? I did read this statement, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that some of this is misleading, I think. No, I can see how it all fits into the movie myself. You're just not seeing the full picture. Mm, maybe. But maybe. yeah, I'm going to have to change some of my plot, though, because... Yeah. So when they say she's a grifter, she's like a con person. Yeah, yeah presumably so. But yeah, I think I've worked it into my plot enough, but yeah, I think I'm going to have to change certain elements. 
Well, she has fly. to be a criminal in some, yep. some respect. Now, one of the things about the movie that has gained a lot of attention currently is the comparisons to the movie Joker. And some people on the internet are already referring to it as Disney's Joker, <laughs> which I find amusing. When I was watching the trailers, I scrolled down to the comments and all the comments just said, I'm looking forward to Disney's Joker. <laughs> They're always the top comments. Now, some of the comparisons that people have drawn is that there's a similar plot, which of course is our lead is an iconic villain and we explore their origin story. And both characters seek to get revenge on another antagonistic character who has wronged them in some way. Does that make sense? It does. And it's a similar setting. So both movies are period pieces and Cruella is set during the mid to late 1970s, or it might be the early 1970s, I couldn't decide, while the Joker is set in the early 80s. Now, interestingly enough, Cruella started filming in August 2019 which was shortly before the Joker premiered. <laughs> now, the trailer would have been out there, so... But yeah, I suppose at that time, as they started filming, Joker would have been like the hot goss around Hollywood. They may have been inspired. They may have been like, oh, we had one idea for Cruella, but, you know, the Joker was so big. Why don't we do it in that style? That could be a thing that happened, even though Craig Gillespie has said otherwise. In fact, he said, there are some really deep emotional things that Cruella is dealing with that will send her to the villainous darker side. So in that sense, it is similar, but it's definitely its own thing. Just to sort of reframe Cruella, I thought it was important to show this darker side of her. But there's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of humour to it. And there's a lot of absolutely delightful banter and rhythm to the style of it, which is different from the Joker. So they're going for laughs and chuckle and family fun. And it I, is a Disney movie. And it is a Disney so, movie. I don't, don't think they'll go too dark. I don't so, think uh, Cruella's going to be lying in her fridge having a psychotic breakdown. No. Or smothering her own mother. <laughs> well, that might happen. Maybe. With a puppy. <laughs> that would be a great scene. Or skinning dogs. I don't think there's going to be a scene. Well, maybe. I don't want to spoil anything. I don't think there's going to be a scene where she's skinning puppies to make fur coats. Do you think these comparisons to Joker are apt at all, Maddie D? No. I can see it. I can kind of see it. Yeah. There are similarities, but I think when this movie comes out, it's not going to be anything like the no, Joker. I completely agree with you, Matty D. So they might have similar trailers. The I trailers think, are very similar, but the movies aren't going to be similar the, at all. I think the trailer is very similar, but it's not going to be the same movie. So at all. the trailers are painting the movie to be a lot darker than it's actually going to be. Yes. So while there might be a lot of thematic similarities, yeah, I don't think the actual movies are going to be very similar at all. I think anyone going in expecting the Joker from Cruella is going to be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is going to be the Joker for people who hated the Joker. You know, I don't think there's, sure. I don't think there's going to be an incel outcry about uh, or a white male privilege outcry around Cruella, even though she's a similar age and similar race. It's the, I guess the major difference is she's a woman. So how can she be an incel? <laughs> All right, let's talk about who's in this movie. Let's. Now, we've mentioned her already playing the lead character of Estella a.k.a. Cruella DeVille, is Emma Stone, who, of course, we've talked about before in one of her masterpieces. I think this is the movie she got the Oscar for, Zombieland Double Tap. Zombieland Double Tap. And next up, playing the villain of the movie, Baroness Von Hellman, who is Estella's boss, is Emma Thompson, two-time Academy Award winner and one of those Academy Awards. Actually, no, I think both of the Academy Awards that she won were, we've covered on the show. So one of them was she played, was it O in Men in Black International? <laughs> yep. And she played the parrot Polynesia in Doolittle. Of course. Those were her two Academy Award winning Great hits, performances. Yeah. I'm getting a real Devil Wears Prada uh, vibe from her. And so you should because the writer of Devil Wears Prada wrote this movie. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Did you know that? No, I did not. And it also makes sense because wasn't Glenn Close the, the bad guy in Devil Wears Prada? No, wait. No, that was Meryl, Meryl Streep. Uh, close enough. They're the same person <laughs> in my head. Next up, playing the character of Jasper Badun 
is Joel Fry, who was apparently from Game of Thrones, and he was in the movie yesterday, and a, and a really terrible movie I saw called 10,000 BC, saw that in the cinemas. You watched that? Yeah, in oh, the cinemas. Oh, What a piece of shit. Do you know this person? Do you know this actor from Game of Thrones? What what character was he in Game of Thrones? How the fuck would I know? <laughs> I've never watched the show. I don't know. I don't recognise him. So, you, okay, maybe he's not a standout character then. I think I saw his character name was like... <laughs> From memory, anyway. Next up, playing Jasper's brother Horace, is Paul Walter Hauser, who, of course, we know from I, Tonya, and uh, he was the lead character in Richard Jewell. I'm glad to see him back here. I always enjoy seeing him in movies. These two characters are always a lot of fun, I think. Yes. Do you they remember were- them in the original movie? Oh, they were great. It was Hugh Laurie and... Oh, who was the other and, one? And uh, Ron Weasley's dad. Yeah, I think it was Ron Weasley's Extend dad. leg. <laughs> they were great. Yeah, so I think they'll be good fun here too, even though we don't see a lot of them in the trailer. I don't even think they have a line of dialogue in the trailer. No, I think we we see them in the trailer. Obviously, they're going to play a big part in this movie, but... Yes. I guess they have a lot of humour around them, which is why they didn't want to show them in the trailer, because as we know, they're going for a darker tone that may not be present in the actual movie. Uh, Next up, playing the character of Catherine, who is Estella's mother. I hope you worked her into your plot. I certainly did. Is Emily Beecham. Now, she was in Hail Caesar and 28 Weeks Later, but I can't say that I'm familiar with her at all. Not really. Me neither. And last and not least, playing the character of John, who is the Baroness's valet, whose agenda is not as plain as his name, apparently, that's his character brief, is Mark Strong, who, of course, we've talked about before in Shazam. Yes. Now, I haven't worked John, the the valet, into my plot at all. He just appears in my plot. He's just like at a fashion show. So he may be like the actual villain of the movie, but who knows? Maybe. But yeah, I haven't worked him into my plot at all. He doesn't appear in the trailer at all, which is why I don't think he's going to be that well, important he, he to the plot. He does once. He's at a party, I think. We see him at a party. Oh, that's and- right. Yeah, that's right. He raises an eyebrow. <laughs> that's what he does. Maybe that's what he does in the movie. Yeah. Maybe if we learn anything from Sonic, we just assume that that's all he does is what's in the trailer. Yeah. He raises an eyebrow. We're not going to go down that road again like we did with what his name, Lieutenant, whatever his name is. Whoever. Who, who cares? The captain. So that's everyone who's in the movie. Should we get straight into our plots? Let's do it. I feel like I haven't gone first in you a while. haven't. So, so do you I'm going to lie down on the train tracks here and really, you know, <laughs> now show my cards. You're really confident, right? Well, I wouldn't say that I'm super confident. I just have a lot of strong ideas and theories. As I mentioned already... The writer of The Devil Wears Prada wrote this movie. Well, she wrote the original treatment and it's since been rewritten by like five different writers, which is always a good sign. Always a good sign of a really concise solid oh, no. movie when you've got like five people credited. I think there's actually more. I think there's like seven people credited as writing this movie. <laughs> How do you do that? I don't know. But yeah, the original treatment. could be a mess. <laughs> the original treatment was written by the same person who wrote Devil Wears Prada. So I literally just took the plot of Devil Wears Prada <laughs> and inserted the characters from Cruella in it. You know what? I think that's a good strategy for yeah. this movie. Yeah, that's how I really got on a roll. When I realized that, I was just like, of course, it's all coming together now. Mm. So I think the movie in typical Maddie D style will start with a flashback. And I think the flashback will be in the mid to late 60s. And he will meet a young Estella who is already showing a flair for fashion in some way. I think she might be making dresses for her dollies or something along those lines. Cute. Or- Drawing pictures in a little sketchbook. I have this theory that she just carries around a sketchbook everywhere with her in the movie, just with all her designs in it. And then, you know, in her spare time, she'll like be sewing and sewing like a madman and making all these nice dresses. But yeah, I think more so she draws designs rather than making them. Uh-huh. Just overall. And in this flashback as well, I think we'll meet Estella's mother, Catherine, who will also be a dressmaker of some kind, I believe. I don't think she'll be like a fashionista. I think she'll be more like a factory a, worker yeah, somewhere. Yeah, a factory worker, a standard dressmaker. And she's the one who teaches. 
Cruella, mm. just like how to make dresses and the basic designs of dresses. So typically, Cruella apparently comes from a wealthy family. In your plot, is she going to be or is she going to be somebody who comes from humble beginnings? Yeah, I think she's going to be someone who comes from humble beginnings. I don't think she's going to be like a spoon in the mouth, you know, child of privilege. I agree with you, by the way. So yeah, I think she's going to start poor and then become rich through her own means. Being a killer, being vicious. So something I just read then in the plot description was that she's somewhat of a grifter. But my original idea was that she was out in the street and she runs into younger versions of Horace and Jasper, who are two juvenile delinquents, and they're stealing, like, lollies from a lolly shop. Just, you know, little kitty stuff. Harmless <laughs> stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, as I originally thought, I thought that they'd sort of get, like, she'd get caught up in their scheme. Like, they're running down the street and she they end up running into her and the police come along and think that she's a part of the crime. But now... I'm changing my mind. That's not going to be how she is. She's going to be like a little pickpocket herself. She's going to be there uh-huh. with them. Maybe she's uh, she outsmarts them and managed to steal lollies that they've stolen. But then, of course, they're like, hey, she stole our lollies. We like you. Let's be pals. And then they all form a little gang. Yeah, that's right. So the three of them become fast So friends. her life of crime starts very, very early. That's correct. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out here. I just thought of this just now. I think we're going to see two different versions of young Cruella. I think we're going to see like a really young Cruella, like a six-year-old Cruella. Then we're going to see Cruella at about 10. So, you know, when she's about six, that's when... What? I think there's like two child actors credited really? for Cruella. So I think you might I be I didn't right. even look at the cast list. So yeah, we're going to see Cruella through the years until she becomes a teenager. And then when she's a teenager, she's Emma Stone, even though Emma Stone is very far from being a teenager because I think she's older than me. And you're practically a teenager though. Oh, practically. Mentally so anyway. <laughs> We jump forward to the mid to late 1970s, which will be defined by its soundtrack. I think this movie, again, quite like the Joker, will have a very solid soundtrack. It's got to, it's Disney. They've got the money to put whatever song they want into they it. They can really go into like the punk rock yeah. oh, thing, which would be awesome. That would be fantastic. Get some sex pistols. Yeah, they've got to, right? Even though the sex pistols are super sexist. <laughs> the sexist pistols. But yeah, they're not exactly PC anymore, but they never were, were they? No. Uh, so here in the 1970s, Estella works as a cleaning woman. She scrubs toilet floors in rich people's houses. And at this stage, Estella has deep red hair. So she doesn't have her iconic black and white split down the middle hair. So Estella still has a love for fashion as she often admires the clothing at the Liberty London department store, as well as the head fashionista, Baroness Von Hellman. So she really idolizes the Baroness. So Estella also has a campy friend at a local clothing shop who admires Estella's handiwork and fills her in on all the hot goss on the Baroness. So this is going to be a really fruity guy. You know, another openly gay Disney character pushing boundaries here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we see him in the trailer. Yes, that's right. So she, I guess she makes designs for this little shop and that's like her starting point. But yeah, this guy's like, oh, the Baroness does this. The Baroness does that. She has all the greatest fashions and the two just like to chat about her. At night after work, Estella spends her time sewing and designing dresses in her loft, which also doubles as a makeshift fashion studio. Estella's employers will be needlessly cruel to her. This is when she's working as a cleaner causing Cruella to plot against them. She quits her job and tells Horace and Jasper about the valuables in her employer's house and when and where would be the best place to break in. Make sense so far? And we soon learn that this isn't the first time that our trio has done this. So she's told them about places to rob before. Right, so she comes in, she does the work. Yeah, that's right. And then she scopes the place out and she tells Horace and Jasper how to get in. That's their overall scheme. That's how they make most of their money. The next day, Estella sews herself a fancy new outfit and goes for a job at the Liberty London. Here she speaks to the Baroness, who at first seems dismissive and disinterested, but soon Estella's dress designs catch her eye. So she, her, like maybe her little flip book falls down on the table and opens up and she's like, oh, this is quite a nice design. Mm. 
Now, before offering her a position as a designer, the Baroness tells Estella about a rival fashion designer, pointing out that what makes herself better is that she doesn't care what people think. So there's this other fashion designer who just doesn't isn't doing as well. And Cruella, I think we see this in the trailer. Cruella says, "Oh, she must make you really mad that she's you know pushing boundaries and doing stuff that you would never do." But the Baroness is like, "Well, what makes me better is I don't give a shit." Real Devil Wears Prada stuff here. <laughs> Soon, Estella starts working in the Baroness's fashion studio, which is called the House of Baroness, where she slaves away designing dresses with the other designers. Come presentation time, all of the Baroness's designers line up next to their creations for the Baroness to come and inspect. Now, the Baroness is very critical of all their work, even firing one of them heartlessly. Again, this is something we see in the trailer. When she approaches Estella's work, Estella is extremely nervous. The Baroness seems to like something about Estella's work, but suddenly produces a straight razor and slices off one of the sleeves before claiming that it's now perfect. Again, this is all covered in the trailer. And she also slices Estelle as well. Yeah, by accident. I think she just nicks her clothes. It's not like she slices her across the face. Yeah, slices her eye out. As Estella's dress is the only one that stood out, she quickly becomes the Baroness's favourite. Although the Baroness couldn't be bothered to remember Estella's name. She calls her like, oh, Emma. Oh, (laughs) Emma Emma Stone. (laughs) Emma Stone. Estella starts working closely with the Baroness and is often summoned to her private estate, which is Hell Hall. Say that ten times quickly. Hell Hall, Hell Hall, Hell Hall. (laughs) (laughs) The Baroness has three vicious Dalmatians who take an instant disliking to Estella, and Estella hates them equally as much. She just hates dogs in general. Foreshadowing. okay. The Baroness eventually starts making Estella run errands and do menial tasks, again straight from Devil Wears Prada, which Estella resents. Estella finally snaps and expresses herself to the Baroness, who promptly fires her. But this is where the plot... Heartless. This is where the plot takes a turn. Estella returns home, drunk with bottles still in hand. She tears apart a lot of her old dress designs before staring at herself in the mirror, so Black get- Widow style. I'm ge- I was getting a real Catwoman vibe. Yeah. From uh, Batman Returns. Yeah, I suppose so. Or like Catwoman, the movie Catwoman with Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I watched that. We have a quick montage of Estella... D- I've spelled dying wrong. <laughs> I put dying. <laughs> As in what? <laughs> we have a quick montage of Estella dying and cutting her hair as she finally transforms into Cruella, but not in the same way that Glenn Close does in 102 Dalmatians, although that would be cool. <laughs> Big Ben chimes and yeah. like her hair starts poking up. Yeah, oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, her hair makes horns. I just remembered her hair makes that's horns. That's right, that's right. <laughs> the next day, Cruella meets up with her campy fashion friend, as well as Horace and Jasper, and they all hatch a plot against the Baroness. The Baroness is planning an important fashion launch at Hell Hall, and all the who's who of the fashion industry will be there. Cruella plans to upstage the event and put herself out there as a fashionista, while Horace and Jasper steal the Baroness's valuables while the event is in progress. Because they're going back to their old scheme, because Estella did a lot of work at the Baroness's house. She knows it. She knows the place inside and out, and there's a lot of valuables there. And everyone's distracted, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're you're seeing my uh, plot through and through. You might have done your own plot summary, which might be similar. Now, this is just a little aside here. Throughout the movie, Cruella will befriend a young journalist named Anita, who she'll enlist to help her self-promote. Self-promote herself, that is. Not uh-huh. Anita. Cruella arrives at the gala event in a long white cloak, while Horace and Jasper pose as delivery drivers in a truck. As the event is in full swing, this is something we see prominently in the trailers, Cruella enters the Grand Hall, downs a cocktail before lighting her cloak on fire. The cloak burns away to reveal a stunning red gown, and Anita, of course, is at the party. She's there to, to be able to capture photos and write up the story. Uh, recognizing Cruella, the Baroness commands her henchmen to eject Cruella from the event, but Cruella easily takes them down. She hits them with her cane, does some kung fu. She's a badass. All while in heels. Cruella declares that her name now is Cruella, 
and declares a fashion war against the Baroness. So why did she call herself Corella? Was that just something she came up with? Yeah, that's right. So Estella <laughs> is like dead. If anything else. Yeah, Cruella, Estella is dead now and she is she's become Cruella. I don't know why she decided to become cruel. Maybe she just thought it was a more outstanding name. Well, there was a monologue that the Baronista had about being a killer and being cruel, I guess. Yeah, actually. Yeah, that's right. She takes it from that because she isn't a cruel person. Look she at can't me helping you. Yeah, you've done it. So, yeah, at the start of the movie, while getting the job, the Baroness says, oh, do you have what it takes to be cruel and to cut the throats of your competition? I and shouldn't I have guess- told you that because that's in my yeah. plot. Oh, there we go. Wow. <laughs> you've really done it now. <laughs> But yeah, so I guess Estella didn't have that about her personality. And then when she became Cruella, she became this cutthroat personality. There you go. You've really helped me out here. Well done. That's okay. You shouldn't have prompted me. (laughs) So meanwhile, Horace and Jasper are bumbling around and they soon get caught by security. And at the same time, Cruella is somehow humiliated by the Baroness and has to leave in embarrassment. This forces the trio to all flee at the same time. But since their truck won't start... Cruella has to hotwire one of the Baroness's cars, which leads to a police chase throughout the streets of London. Which we see in the trailer. Mm. At this stage in the movie, the fashion war will officially start, with Cruella and the Baroness taking turns to ruin each other's events. Cruella will at first attempt to emulate the Baroness's traditional classy fashion shows, before eventually becoming more edgy and punk rock. After being humiliated yet again by the Baroness, Cruella decides to play dirty. She has Horace and Jasper steal the Baroness's three Dalmatians by leading them out of the Liberty London with a cat. So I like to imagine they have like a cat in the department store <laughs> and the Dalmatians see it and they, they they run through the Liberty London tearing everything up. Or like Horace is dressed as a cat and is like, No, no, they have, a, they have an actual cat that they put down and the cat is trained to run into the van, presumably to get torn up by the, the Dalmatians when they jump in the back. But yeah, I'm sure the cat will jump through that little window up into the cab and be safe. You know, that little window that they have in uh, vans so that you, while yes, you're driving, you yes. look in the back. But yeah, the cat will jump through that. But yeah, the, the Dalmatians will run through tearing up the department store as they go before jumping into the back of the van to be captured by Horace and Jasper. When the Baroness discovers that her Dalmatians are missing, she'll shout out, What has she done with my dogs? Before we cut to Cruella at a fashion show wearing a spotted black and white fur coat. Oh my god. Now, given our meta-knowledge of Cruella, we're led to believe that she's made a coat out of the dog fur. But Cruella soon reveals that she's actually keeping the dogs tied up in her loft, so she hasn't actually made a coat out of them. That would just be cruel. (laughs) How could Cruella Cruella ever be cruel? But no, it's going to be like a, a fake shock moment. We're like, oh my God, she actually did make a coat out of them. But no, they're all right. So she just made a coat inspired by them. And actually, she'll explain to someone that Dalmatian fur would make for a terrible coat since it's not soft enough. You did like puppies or something. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be really on the nose like that. So, of course, the Baroness at first believes that her dogs are gone for good. But using some light detective work, she discovers that the three Dalmatians are being held in Cruella's loft. And while Cruella is at a successful fashion show, one of her punk rock ones, uh, the Baroness breaks into the loft, recovers the dogs, before setting the whole place ablaze, along with all of Cruella's hard work. Oh no. Upon finding her loft and life's work destroyed, Cruella is devastated, as you would be, and almost considers giving up the fashion game altogether. But her friends all encourage her to continue, and they plot the ultimate revenge against the Baroness. I love that their friends are just like, no, pursue your dream of being a fashion mogul, but also do all this crime as well. Let's still break exactly. into houses. Exactly. But it's all like very light and tongue in cheek and mm. it's not played for like darkness. It's just played for jokes. And we, we hate the Baroness, so we want to see bad stuff done to her. I don't know why the Baroness just doesn't go to the police. They've done all this awful <laughs> stuff. But maybe she's doing equally as awful stuff on the side. She can't probably prove that Cruella did all this stuff either. Yeah, exactly. So inside her fashion studio, the house of the Baroness, the Baroness has a vault containing all of her most prized dresses, which the Baroness loves more than anything. And this is what Cruella plans to target. 
So we see Horace and Jasper break into the Baroness's studio in the dead of night, and they carry large boxes into the vault. Oh, we think that they're going to steal the dresses. Oh, but of course, oh, the movie's too tricksy for that. So the next day, the Baroness enters her studio to find a note from Cruella that reads, You took what was most important to me, so I've taken what's most important to you. The Baroness knows she means the dresses in the vault, and quickly realises that the vault key has been stolen. She goes to grab the key, it's not uh. there, she's like, oh my god, they've stolen the vault key, that means they've stolen the dresses. So the Baroness has the vault door cut open, because she doesn't have the key, and as it drops to the floor, thousands of moths fly out of the vault. The Baroness realises that her dresses haven't been stolen, they have instead been eaten. The movie will end with Cruella in her element, dressed in high fashion and dancing on the stage in slow motion. Sort of like, <laughs> like the, the Joker. Joker going down the steps with yeah. Rock and Roll Part 2 in the background. But instead, it's going to be some classic punk rock song. She's going to be on stage, swinging around her cane in slow motion and like laughing. And it's going to be just like the end of the Joker. Now, I also think this is just a little aside here as well. Towards the end of the movie, we'll see that Anita gets a Dalmatian puppy called Purdy. And then we'll be super confused as to the timeline of the movie. <laughs> Right, that <laughs> would make no sense. Exactly, but they're going to do it. They're definitely going to do it because they have to be on the nose because nobody can make a prequel without being super on the nose and obvious to what they're prequeling. Well, that's what a prequel is good for, right? even in the Joker, which everyone lauded and applauded, they had like, oh, I'm young Bruce Wayne. <laughs> they couldn't help themselves. They had to put Batman in the movie in Where some way. Where he's like way. sliding down the pole and all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, that was my plot. Cool. Let's see yours. Cool. Well, we have a lot of similarities. I'm sure we, we do. We have a lot of differences. I have read the same information you have. I've read the statement, but... You've seen the same trailers. I've seen the same trailers, but I don't think it's going to be as cut and dry and as obvious as they're making it out to be. So I've taken a little bit of liberties and gone in some different directions because right. how often does the trailer and the statement lie or mislead? Uh, occasionally. Occasionally, which is what I often, think is going to happen. Most often with Disney. Ah, so, you're onto something there. Here we go. What I'm going to open with is a flashback. Ah, to the 60s? Yep. So we're going to get a young childhood Cruella, but her name, as we have said, is Estella. Yep. And she is making her own dress. And by making her own dress, she has a dress and she's- Made out of newspaper. She's sticking like craft on it, on, you know, like pieces of paper. Craft mac and cheese. (laughs) Well, you know, like pieces of paper and stuff. She's like decorating it. Right. Now, originally... It's one of her mother's dresses. She's like, what have you done? (laughs) No, it's one of her dresses. Originally, I was going to have her show her mother, Catherine, who is in a hospital bed. Okay. About to die because she's gotten rabies from a dog bite. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. Okay. But I went against that. Okay. Instead, what I did... So, instead of that, what I'm going to say is Catherine, her mother, Mm -hmm. has these dogs or has a dog, which she spoils and treats better than she does Estella. Oh, okay. Mm. So they live in the lap of luxury. So not really. They're going to be quite middle class, quite okay. not well off. But Estella is not going to be so, treated well, and the dog's going to be. So the dog's eating the roast dinners, and Estella's <laughs> eating dog food out of a dog bowl. Essentially, or Estella is just being neglected. So she's making this right. dress. She's like, "Mum, look what I'm doing," and the mother doesn't care. But she's she's pampering this dog. Uh, the dog will destroy Estella's handmade dress. Oh. And Catherine will scold her for having such a silly dream. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we're building a villain here. It's like the Joker's mum. Estella will vow that she will be the most renowned designer in the world. Flash forward to sometime in the 70s. Right, so she doesn't meet Horace and Jasper back in the no, 60s? Okay. I don't think they will. I know they I knew I knew that you were going to have them meet in the 70s. I knew that. So mm. that's why I purposefully went against that. So all the information is indicating that they meet as children and they meet very right. early on. I don't think that's obvious. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Just because it doesn't make sense to me to happen narratively. Uh, so we're going to flash forward. Estelle's going to move into London and be all wide-eyed and excited. Wide-eyed uh, and bushy-tailed. That's it. Yep. She'll meet the Baroness, Von Hellman. 
Uh, Where does she meet her? She meets her at like her company. Okay. Like she she owns like a business, like a building somewhere in okay. London. Because she's actually going for a job to work for a design company. The interview will be intimidating. Estelle will show her eagerness and the Baron will acknowledge that her design, because she'll have a design book, she'll say, you're, you've got talent. You, yeah. you, you're actually really good. But she's not sure if Estelle has the killer instinct to survive the world of fashion. Mm-hmm. In any respect, she hires Estelle uh, and it is seemingly a dream come true. There we go. So she'll actually end up living in Hellhole. Oh, really? Mm. Wow. But she'll work as a housemaid. Fast progressing relationship. Yes. So she'll work as a housemaid for the Baroness. So what the Baroness is doing is she's bringing these young designers in. She's saying, oh, you're going to work for me like as almost an intern. Yeah. But we've all been there. Essentially, all these women are doing her laundry, cleaning her floors. And it's just for the opportunity to be you know, around the Baroness and and hopefully get the opportunity to to learn from from her. Exactly. But she's obviously exploiting them. Right, so you think that when she's a cleaner, when she's sort of like working as a maid or whatever, she's working for the Baroness? Yes. Okay. Even though she has a maid uniform, she's she's working for the Baroness at this point. The Baroness will also never remember Estella's name. There we go. Despite having many scenes with her. Yep. It's going to be an ongoing thing, but she doesn't- That's a Devil Wears Prada thing. Yes. So it's going to be in this movie. It's just going to be a little thing about the Baroness. She just doesn't care about people. Uh, The Baroness will give the women an opportunity by telling them to design something to show their talent. Estella will work all night- Wait, 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 wait. Is the Baroness's whole house staff all employees from like the fashion company? Not all of them. Okay. Just some of them are. Right. Okay. So she brings these women in to work for her and just live at her house and- Okay. Do all her what stuff. if the twist of the movie, by the way, I just thought of this just now. What yeah. if the twist of the movie that John, the the valet driver, is actually the mastermind behind like all making all the dresses? So he does all the designs and the Baroness actually has no talent whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. Well, I don't think the Baroness is particularly talented. I think she's just, or she might have been, but now she's at a position where yeah, everybody exactly. else is doing the work. I'm with you 100% there. So Stella, well, we see it in the trailer, will create this dress. She spends all night doing it. Uh, the following morning, the Baroness lines up all the designers yep. and all their dresses, much like in your plot, yep. much like in the trailer, and will criticize each one, firing one woman because yep. her design is so bad. When she comes to Estella's, she will uh, verbally tear it apart and also physically tear it That's apart right. because she actually cuts With a, a straight bit of razor. It uh, and Estella will be heartbroken. And when she is alone, she'll cry. So she doesn't like Estella's dress? She might She might like it, but she she's going to play it off as like, it's okay. Right. Because she made it out like she completely tears it up with the straight razor. No, yeah. She just cuts off the arm of it. Okay, the sleeve. And she makes yep. it better. But she's she's very unimpressed. She just cuts in a huge cleavage and she's like, that's what we want. <laughs> that's, that's where the money is. Yeah. Um, so Estella will be working at the Baroness's one night. And one of the women, one of the other workers will tell Estella that her dress is on TV. TV. What? Oh, there you go. When she goes to watch the TV, she says the Baroness is taking full credit for Estella's design. Mm. Despite saying it was terrible before, or you know, not She's being wearing impressed the before. dress. <laughs> uh, fashion per- personalities, and this might might be where we see the valet and other characters, will claim that the design is bold and is inspiring and a rebirth for the Baroness. Mm. Stella gets angry and throws stuff around. We're going to have like a moment where she shows her rage. Yep. And late that night, she's still working at the Baroness's house. Two burglars will actually try to break in. Oh, there we go. By the name of Horace and How Jasper. How far into the movie is this? Oh, you know, we're working it. We're working it's through. It's like it. the 40-minute mark. <laughs> Estella catches them, but instead of reporting them, she feeds the Dalmatians that are barking at them, so she subdues them. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, wow. And lets them go out of kindness, because they seem like desperate people. So she's like, right. these guys are just... So struggling. she's not a grifter at all in your plot. Not yet. Okay. All right, not fair yet. enough. The next morning, ba- the Baroness finds that something is missing. Uh, the burglars ended up taking something small or maybe they just damaged something. And right. she blames Estella for this and fires her and kicks her out coldly. 
Estella will say, this is not fair. You don't have any proof. And the Baroness says, life is cruel. Oh, I like it. That's good. The next portion of this movie will be the war between the Baroness and Estella. Yep. Sounds familiar. Yes, it does. She will reunite with Horace and Jasper since it's their fault that she got kicked out, but also she can, or they can help her in her criminal exploits. Yep. Uh, The three of them will break into Hell Hall to steal the sewing equipment because she's left her sewing equipment there. It was all done pretty quickly. Right. When she's there, she sees the dress that the Baroness is going to wear to a fashion event and Mm -hmm. she sees it's black and white. And she goes, huh, this gives me an idea. So Estella... And she also sees where the fashion event's going to take. She sees the invite and the the address. Right. Because it's going to be an exclusive event. So, Estella dyes her hair black and white yep. to match the dress. She'll meet up with a designer, the same designer yeah. from your plot. The fruity designer from my one. And she appeals to this man's rebellious nature and he agrees to desi- help her design. An ad- He's a real punk rocker. Yeah. He's a real David Absolutely. Bowie. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So, he helps her design a dress. So, we see this in the trailer. It still crashes the event. She has her dress. She sets fire to the dress, revealing another dress underneath. You've just made a good point as well. It could be, because it's a masquerade ball, but I didn't even consider that the event might be black and white. Like, the whole thing is, like, everyone come dressed in black and white. And then Estella slash Cruella turns up to the event dressed in black and white initially. And then when she burns off the, the, the gown, she's revealing that she's wearing red. So, she stands out. Oh, yeah. The event. That makes sense. That does make sense. So, anyway, because she has no invite, security tries to stop her. She takes them out. We see this yep. in the trailer. And she announces herself as Cruella. Maybe someone asks who she is. She's like, yep. I'm Cruella. I'm cruel, Ella. I'm cruel, Ella. <laughs> it's like Han Solo. It's a real Han Solo moment. I'm the human spider. Yeah. The world will start to buzz in regards to this new designer. Some people will comment that she's too outlandish. Others will like her and find her the new face of the modern wave of fashion. Mm. Very punk rock. Yeah, exactly. She'll break into the Baroness's hall with Jasper and Horace. Horace yep. And set, I said locusts, but moth make more sense on her dress, destroying them all. Locusts. <laughs> they eat all her crops. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plague. Uh, Estella will attempt to get a loan from a bank. But so you're they- saying it's moths in your plot? Yeah, I'm saying okay. it's moths. Because the moss will eat the dresses and destroy yeah. them. I like I that you originally said it was locusts. I don't know if locusts do that. They no, just they kind don't. of look like locusts to me. So she'll go to this bank and the bank will reject her for a loan on the grounds that she has no name value and they just think she's just crazy. Right. She kind of is. So she'll rob the bank with Jasper and Horace and they'll wow. escape by the skin of their teeth with the money. So we're going full bank robbery. Yeah, here. yeah, Didn't yes. you learn anything from your Joker plot? <laughs> don't go that big. So she'll. that's the scene where she's driving away, you know, trying to get away so she will use this money to start up her clothing empire so she's getting bigger and bigger so who drives in through the front of the police station who because in the trailer we see someone drives in through the front of a police station i have no idea i didn't see that in the trailer okay so she'll start to dress and act the way she believes will garner her respect so she starts mm. becoming more qualified d- oh no <laughs> well no just very very flamboyant terrible and f- joke sorry, theatrical huh i said that was a terrible joke on my behalf Nitty i'm sorry <laughs> that's all right apology accepted i'm apologizing to everybody not just you uh so she'll have uh she'll also do big theatrical gestures like graffitiing her name in a building in glow in the dark ink we see that in the trailer yeah no that's a projections that is a light show Matty d oh well it's in your pot though it's in, in my plot, plot it's it's graffiti uh, her clothing line is doing super well, and the Baroness will not be doing really well. She will actually be financially struggling. She's losing oh. the war. Wow. Cruella will buy Hell Hole. Oh, okay. Mm. Very nice. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, that's a good idea. The Baroness will plead with Cruella, showing her humanity for the first time in this movie. She'll say that this has been her home for centuries, and to please wow, not- she's old. Yeah. <laughs> well, in her family yeah, for okay, centuries. Yeah. 
and she'll say, please don't take it away from me. That's It's my family's home. Yep. You know, it's all I've known. And Cruella, in her full get-up, will say, simply say, life is cruel. There we go. I like it. And kick her out with nothing but her Dalmatians. Let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> so she's out in the dark in the rain, just yep. with her dogs, with nothing. Defeated. The end of the movie will mirror the start. Cruella will be interviewing a young, hopeful designer. Mm-hmm. Cruella will give her the same job as the Baroness gave to her and give her also a similar speech about killer instinct. Right. So, we're mirroring the start. The so, new- Anita doesn't appear in your plot at all. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know she was in it. I'm going to backtrack and put her in, but I just want to finish this. Okay. Uh, so, the new girl, which I thought might be Anita, but I apparently she's a journalist, so that makes no sense. So, it'll just be some random person. Uh, so, she'll be tasked with throwing out old or unused clothes away. The new girl might suggest to reuse them, but Cruella will be like, no. Why don't you give them to a charity? Absolutely not. <laughs> and the new girl will find Cruella's dress that she made when she was a little girl at the start of the movie. Wow, she still so has she, it. It she, wasn't an eaten by dogs. <laughs> it was kind of destroyed by the dog. Okay. But like not completely ruined. She right, kept okay. it. She kept some fragments of it. Cruella will look at it and take it from the girl and there'll be a moment of almost redemption before she just passes it back to the new girl and says, yes, this too, throw it out. It's way too tacky. Mm. The music to the Cruella DeVille song, as in Cruella DeVille. I didn't work that into my plot. We'll play not the lyrics, but the actual theme. And that'll be the end of the movie. And and if I could backtrack to put Anita into the plot, I would say that when she's starting up, she befriends her as a journalist and Anita really sees her as an aspiring figure. But eventually she's going to be the voice that says, Cruella, you're going too far. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Well, you helped me in my plot, so I might as well help you out as well. That's my go. plot. There we go. I actually really like that. Very Citizen Kaney, I thought. Yeah, it was. Now, I'm not exactly sure if the actual movie will be like that, but I did really like your plot. Thank you. I'm not sure if the movie will be like that either. Yeah. But so, we'll find out soon. You had a lot of elements that I missed, and I think vice versa as well. So yes. this might be in one of those circumstances where between the two of us, we get it. We come yeah, together. We'll see. I'm actually really excited now to see the movie and see who is closer. Yeah. So, dear listeners, do you have any ideas of what you might think will happen in the upcoming live-action Cruella movie? Please let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just drop us a comment there. We'll send us a DM, whatever you do on those platforms. Or you can just leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. That's potentialspoilers.podbean.com. Are you excited for yeah. a Cruella DeVille movie? Do you like 101 Dalmatians? Is this something you're yeah, excited to do you like it see? as much as we do? Please let us know. You can let us know any of those things. Now, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be covering next week. Of course, as per usual, we're going back to look at a movie that we've covered in the past and seeing how well we did, seeing how close our plot predictions were to the actual movie. And this time, we're looking at a movie that I'm very excited to revisit. We're looking at the Ryan Johnson murder mystery, Knives Out. This was a favourite of ours. Yes. Favourite of everyone's. Yes, exactly. So we're going to be looking at how well we did, which I don't recall was very well. (laughs) Because this was a deep plot. Yeah, I'm not sure if either of us really nutted out the, the, the proper mystery in that movie. So go through our archives, find that episode, listen to that episode, watch that movie if you haven't watched that movie. Yeah, please do. It was a great movie. We'll be talking all about Knives Out next week. Yep. And until then, see you next week. Cruella swept into the kitchen, wrapped in expensive furs. Um- darling. I heard you were expecting Dalmatian puppies. <laughs> I'll buy every single one of them. But then, Cruella caught sight of our puppies. Ugh! They're mongrels, Anita! No spots!
No, Cruella. Dalmatians are born white. They'll get their spots in a few weeks. Oh! <laughs> then I'll take them all. Roger saw Perdita's frightened look. No, we're not selling the puppies. You won't get a single one, Cruella sneered. All right, keep the little beasts, but you'll be sorry. 